Hello, hello, hello. All right, so I did want to talk about um, political correctness. Here's the deal. Conservatives aren't wrong in the sense that political correctness is a problem. Okay. Cancel culture is a thing. And but my problem is my problem is this. It's not a one-way street. We're not just simply talking about liberals. We're talking about people in general that are becoming way too quick to just simply get rid of people that they don't agree with. Okay? And I'm not sh I'm not saying that there should be no consequences for speech. I'm not saying that at all. Um actually one of my arguments against uh conservatives and their hysteria, because they are going a little too far with this. You know, they're citing the First Amendment, which has nothing to do with the majority of cases that they're griping about. Um, I mean, the First Amendment protects citizens from the government. But, you know, Businesses and citizens are free to associate with each other to the extent that they want to. Or disassociate to the extent that they want to. Right? And what I find ironic and a bit hypocritical is, you know, conservatives, they talk about the primacy of the free market and free association and, you know, particularly when you get into economics, how the government should not interfere, right? Because that disrupts uh, the market, right? Okay. Well, then what are, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's the problem? I mean, if you're a sponsor of a show, your private business that sponsors a show, say like Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson says something on his show that's offensive in some way, that's racist, sexist, doesn't matter, right? And you decide, well, okay, problem. Some of our customers are gonna be offended by what Tucker says. So we don't wanna lose those customers, so we don't wanna be associated with anything that Tucker says, particularly that's racist or sexist or whatever, right? And so we're going to make the choice to withdraw our support of Tucker's show. Well, what's wrong with that? That's the free market. Isn't that what conservatives are always talking about? That freedom of association? The freedom to enter into and exit agreements? without interference from the government.
Seems like it to me. Just understand that things aren't always going to go your way in a free society. That's just the way it is, right? You know, it's the same. It, it's funny to me because it's the same argument that conservatives use when people talk about the inherent unfairness in capitalist economies, where it's basically a pyramid, right? You've got a few people that succeed and everybody else fails. And conservatives will say, well, you're not guaranteed equality of outcome. Not everyone's going to succeed, and there's no guarantee in that. No one promises that. We're just saying that you're going to have an equal opportunity to succeed. Okay, well, same principle. You're not guaranteed a platform. You're not guaranteed to have a voice. It's not a right. It's not, I mean, it's a privilege. Right? And if you abuse that privilege... Um, or even if you don't, again, the market, the listeners, the advertisers, they're going to decide whether or not you're worth listening to, right? So deal with it, right? Um, but I will say that there are definitely problems and for me, the problem is there are people that are identifying as liberals that aren't liberal um, in the sense that they don't have liberal principles. Well, what am I talking about? Well, for me, the bedrock of liberalism is freedom of speech. Um, again, not saying that your speech should be free from critique or even repercussions. I'm not saying that at all. But when you just simply want to get rid of someone because you don't agree with them, not even because they're saying something that's dangerous or necessarily something that's, you know, racist or sexist but you just don't agree with it so what am I talking about well for example people like Bill Maher Bill Maher often criticizes religion in general and Islam in particular and for that oftentimes people that identify as leftists will call him a racist which is funny because Islam is not a race. And of course, you say that and people are gonna, some people are going to say, well, you're being disingenuous because the majority of people that are Muslim are from the Middle East. Fair enough. But again, it's not a race. It's a belief system. And... If you want to attack Bill Maher and say that his views on um, Islam are retrograde or they're incomplete 
uh, uneducated, whatever. Well, then make that point. But I find it problematic that far too many people, they don't want to actually argue the merits of anything. They just want to shut conversation down, right? Which is a problem because if someone truly has some abhorrent beliefs, exposing them and showing maybe not that speaker, but other people who may be on the fence showing them the error of their ways. It's so important because those beliefs aren't going to go away. They may go underground, but they're not going to go away. So you've got to be able to effectively counter bad speech with good speech. But you can't do that if you're not even having a conversation. <clears throat> you know, so... Um, in my own profession, you know, I wasn't trained as a teacher, but that's what I do now. <clears throat> and I would always hear about how, you know, the teaching profession is just infested, right? Here's, here's a de dehumanizing word, right? With uh, liberals and how they shove their liberal propaganda down students' throats. And how about I say, yeah, it's just, that's just not my experience, right? And I think part of that was because I grew up in Texas. Um, and I, I, I've got multiple degrees, so I spent plenty of time <laughs> in higher education. And it just, it just wasn't my experience as a student, but as a fellow teacher, yeah, they're right. <laughs> they're right, man. Um, yeah, these motherfuckers are, uh, some of the stupidity that I've encountered from my fellow teachers, I mean, it's just knee-jerk reactionism, really. You know, I, I've got a teacher where I was I was having a discussion about um, stand your ground laws, which are problematic, right? Given uh, the context in which they're used, or they can be used. I'm, I'm thinking in particular the Trayvon Martin case, right? Just an egregious example of where that law was misused and abused, but. You know, the genesis for some of these laws was the the confounding situation where someone would break into your home and you would defend your home, you know, maybe vigorously, maybe in the eyes of the law too vigorously. And the person that breaks into your home would, would sue you, right? And they could potentially win. And these laws are sort of, they're meant to address that. You know, that, that's part of it at least, right? And um, anyway, so this teacher was talking about stand your ground laws, which I, he didn't really understand. So I, I try to give him the broad strokes of it. He's like, oh, you know, that's just, that's just such macho bullshit. I'm like, macho bullshit, really? So if someone breaks into your home where your wife sleeps and your kids are asleep, 
you're not going to defend them because you wouldn't want to resort to such macho bullshit? Really? <laughs> I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I, I loathe the machismo in America. I fucking loathe it. Um, you know, the chest puffery that you get just simply walking around. God forbid you go to a fucking gym and have to deal with these morons. It's something you just don't. Rarely do you deal with any of that kind of mentality in Asia, which I am so grateful for because I, I just I just hate that. I hate that mentality. But at the same time, you're going to tell me that you wouldn't defend your family? That it's macho bullshit? Really? Because I got news for you, man. You know, if someone breaks into my home where my kids sleep and my wife sleeps, sorry, I don't give a fuck what the law says. That motherfucker's dead. You know, I mean, hopefully he'll escape. <laughs> but if I get my hands on them, they're fucking dead. So, I don't know, you know, to, to call that mentality machismo, yeah, I, I just, I don't agree with it. You know, it's, it's called protecting your fucking family, man. Um, because you don't know what their intent is. What are they there for? Just to rob you? Or to abduct and molest your kids and kill them? Are they armed? You, you going to politely ask them if they're fucking armed before you resort to deadly force? You know, you can call that machismo if you want, but um, if my machismo results in my family being alive and free from abuse, you can call me whatever you want. You know, and it's just, it's the same mentality. I remember going to a bar and meeting a teacher that used to work at the school I'm currently at. And, you know, we're all sitting around and I'm, I sit down and this teacher asked me, says, oh, so where are you from? I said, oh, I'm from Texas, actually, even though I lived in California for about 10 years. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're sorry that I'm from Texas? Now, why would you say a thing like that to me? Because you don't know me. You don't know what my beliefs are. I was there protesting George W. Bush at Crawford. I was writing op-ed articles years ago. You know, in the early aughts, condemning the idea because the Bush administration was toying with the idea of having a constitutional amendment banning gay marriage. And I was writing op-ed articles, op articles in Texas saying, this is bullshit. Leave these people alone. You know, they have a right to happiness just like everybody else. They're adults. Leave them alone. You know, and I, and I, I resent even having to say things like that 
to validate my own liberal credentials to some fucking idiot that doesn't know me. And But here's the part that I find troubling. If I walked up and instead introduced myself as Ahmed from Saudi Arabia, would he say that to me? Would he say, I'm sorry? No. And why? Because he wouldn't want to be seen as racist. But it's okay to say that to me because I'm from Texas, some white guy. And, and why the discrepancy? Is it because Saudi Arabia is so much more progressive than Texas? No. No, it's not. Again, it's these type of pseudo-liberals that honestly make other people fucking hate the word liberal. These sanctimonious, self-righteous, unprincipled fucking assholes. Like, I mean, I, I could, in my own personal experiences, I could go through a long fucking list of dealing with idiots like this. They consider themselves morally superior to everybody else simply because they, you know, endorse the revolutionary opinion that people of different races should be treated equally. Really? Should we give you a golf clap for that? You know, and, and they'll, they'll talk about how you know, you should do this, you should do that. They've got no problem lecturing people on how they should behave. But when the chips fall and they have an opportunity to stand up for anyone, right? For their beliefs, their principles, take a stand. If it means putting their careers in jeopardy, they won't do it. I've seen it. I've seen it time and again. In, my, in this profession, that anytime these woke, virtue-signaling, liberal-ass teachers have an opportunity to take a stand, they shrink. They don't do it. They're fucking chicken shit. And they're hypocrites. So, look, I get it. I understand the extreme, let's say, distaste with these kinds of liberals. I totally get it, right? But, you know, I don't think it's a cop-out to say that I don't, I don't really consider these people that liberal. You know, they're self-absorbed. They have their own self-interest self reasons for identifying as a liberal, but they're really not that principled, right? So, anyways.